DeAndre, we are back. And better than ever, we got some oh, yeah, uh, we have- spicy, some spicy today. I'm actually really excited to talk about this because it might get a little uh, controversial up in here. We love to start shit. Um, it's funny because I actually asked my person, whatever, about his unpopular relationship opinions, but mm. he gave me like a smart ass re- like answer to be funny. But, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, newsflash: We're going to be talking about un popular relationship opinions that would get you in trouble specifically if you remember flynn rider from rapunzel when everyone starts pointing their swords at him and he's just kind of sitting there looking like what y'all gonna do stab me then that is the meme we're referencing i don't have twitter so deandre please narrate to the folks how we chose today's topic yeah i came across this tweet uh on the good old tweeter uh, as she mentioned, unpopular relationship opinions that would get you in this position, obviously the position she just described from Rapunzel. Uh, and I just shifted through a couple of comments and quote retreats. And I was like, damn, some of these are, uh, are podcast worthy. So I had to, I had to send this to Yesenia and I was like girl I need you to go through some of these and we need to talk about some of them there may there could we could honestly this this rabbit hole could could be uh, a number of episodes if I'm being completely honest so mm-hmm. I would say probably expect more from this topic down the road but for right now let's just uh let's hit rattle off a couple of them and talk about them on the latest episode of soft boiled tuned in to the soft-boiled podcast with deandre and yesenia your one-stop shop for all things relationships now sit back relax and enjoy the show all right yesenia if you know anything about me is that i love a good controversy i love riling people up i love getting people heated I don't know why I love it so much. <laughs> it's kind of a kink you for just me, I guess. Chaos. Yeah, I'm a chaotic neutral, as some would say. Uh, but we've got some controversial topics. These aren't our opinions. I want to preface this. Um, these aren't our opinions. What we're going to be reading off are opinions from people on the Internet. So, uh, you know, these could go a number of ways. <laughs> You know, I just also want to keep in mind that, again, opinions, whether or not we agree with these people's opinions, we can learn to respect that these are other people's opinions. They might not align with ours. We might talk a little shit. But at the end of the day, here on the Soft Boiled Podcast, we respect people's rights to choose in every way of the word. And, you know, if people have specific ways they want their relationship ran, I'm sure they'll find other people who like and want the same things. So before y'all start getting your panties in a bunch, please listen with an open mind. Please listen for information. Please listen for education. And to like humor yourselves for the next hour, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's be grownups about this. Yeah, don't yuck anyone's yum. However, I am about to yuck some yum right fucking now. Because this, uh, the the one I'm gonna lead off with is actually the the one opinion that I saw, and it and it hits home to me because I am a black man. Um, this opinion hit home to me because there I no one has ever given me a good reason as to why I should be doing this. And the thing I'm referring to is I can't I couldn't find the exact tweet, but I, I have it. I have it pretty embedded in my mind because it was just so I couldn't I, it was outlandish. I couldn't believe it that he said this. But apparently this is a lot of this is a sentiment that a lot of people also follow. And that is uh, as a black man, you should not be dating anyone other than black women. I I've come to realize that as I as I grow older, that that's a sentiment shared by a lot of the black community. I never really, I mean, I guess I can kind of understand because there is some hints of like racism uh, and camaraderie rooted in there. 
I I can understand where you're coming from, but I don't know. Maybe I have a, a young person's mind, right? I mean, I guess I do have a young person's mind. Um, but looking, I can't look through that lens of as a black man, you should only be dating a black woman. I just do not. I cannot wrap my head around that because at the end of the day, Yesenia, you like what you like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't like. How would you feel if I don't know? If, I don't know if that. If that's a thing that runs in the Latino community, um, I don't know if you if if you've ever heard anyone and you're on your side of the family or in your neck of the woods be like, Yesenia, you you should only date uh Mexican or Latino men. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I for me personally, when I heard that, I was like, How are you just gonna how are you just gonna say that I should only be dating these these this type of of women mm-hmm. uh especially when me personally call it racist call it bigoted whatever you want i'm just not attracted to black women like mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm just not um and i don't and i don't mean that like all of them obviously that's not what i'm saying there is an exception to every rule mm-hmm. but that's it's just it makes no sense to me why you would just block off an entire almost an entire planet of people mm-hmm. you know i i don't know it, it it makes no sense to me and he was trying to rationalize it with some people saying like why would you do that what's the point of this and he mm-hmm. was trying to go on and on about black power black culture you know keep it all in the family all that kind of stuff and it just it didn't it didn't resonate to me maybe it's because yeah. maybe i'm too young to understand it just didn't resonate with me personally but i don't know that it kind of it kind of or irked me a little bit mm-hmm. you know everyone you everyone has preferences everybody mm-hmm. has preferences whether you like white women white men black men black women mixed latino indian asian whatever the case may be we all have preferences but you shouldn't just you shouldn't try, I, you shouldn't dictate what other you people can and can't date yeah like yeah hey how are you gonna sit here and tell me well he wasn't telling me but like how are you, how are you gonna sit there and say as a black man, you shouldn't date anyone other than black women. Like, get the hell out of here, bro. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak to the black experience. I'm obviously, I'm not a black woman. I am a Mexican woman in society. So it's, my experience is vastly different. Um, I can see the points. Like, you know, for example, like when it, when we come to about like the ladder of oppression, like black women are historically have always been at the bottom of it. So like black mm-hmm. men dating black women would help uplift their mm-hmm. oppression. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then both black women and black men are vastly more oppressed than any other like group. Right. Yeah. So there's that, um, this idea of like fetish, fetish, fetishization of black men and other, um, ethnic groups slash racial groups right it's like i think of just the way like cartoons portray this the way movies portray like these like big huge black black handsome men and how they are these sex appeal like sex candies sex icons like eye candy like the purposes of like a black man is for like sexual reasons Mm -hmm. or they're just like slaves right um i think all of it is just yeah, like I said, I can't really speak too much for the black experience because I'm not black. And I don't think anyone has the right to dictate who people can and can't date. Um, and I, I I, know I will be honest about this. And I've, I've ragged Dean about his uh, choice of women specifically because I also just had an issue with the type of woman you would date. And just more specifically about being really overprotective about your black experience as your friend who is lighter in complexion and will fuck a bitch up for being racist or trying to like oppress you in any other ways in society. Um, but I also work with black men. I know how they get treated by non colored women. So the last thing I would ever want is for you to be put into a situation where you're getting in trouble because a woman lied about something. Mm. And that's just kind of like my only beef with, the choice of women you've dated in the past not to say any of these women were ever like near that but that's just something that i was i think i'm just fearful of that that's my own shit when i run in those circles you know that that fear is always brought up (laughs) Uh, oh sorry i was gonna say but like kind of going back to your point like yeah i have for sure been in situations where 
you know, my mom's side of the family will like say like you should date like a Mexican who speaks Spanish so they can like get along better because I historically have dated white men. But I also grew up with the Filipino step family who used to tell me to date white men. So for a long time, white men were the people that I dated. And uh, one time I dated a Mexican, he was a little too close to home in terms of uh, familial relations. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, And it wasn't until my recent ex that I dated another Hispanic. Um, And even then, we were from the same town. We weren't related, but like... Still, it's a little too close for comfort, you know, so I and I also know in the past and currently like I've dated men who are half black, half white or half European and Hispanics are really racist against black people are really prejudiced and discriminatory towards black people. There's no such thing as anti-racism and y'all can fight me on that. Um so it's it's really difficult because it's like, again, you like who you like. Don't tell me who I can and can't date. And I know that I do get scared about the type of person I'm going to be bringing home because I will disown my family and stop talking to my family for treating my partner like shit because they're not the same background as me. As you should. Uh, real quick, speak before we move on to the next topic, you did speak on a little bit of like the fetishization of black men. And mm-hmm. the black community, because uh, I did, I actually did want to touch on that, but I glossed over it in my head. Uh, I personally, like, uh, obviously going through the dating scene as a black man can be a little difficult um, because, uh, and I know you sort of talked about it a little bit, um, you know, being sort of looked at as the eye candy because of like movies and stuff portray men, uh, certain black men as like strong and, you know, good good looking all that kind of stuff um from a character and physical standpoint but i think one thing that doesn't get talked about enough and i don't think people realize they do it they do it subconsciously is uh is porn porn also plays a big part in obviously you know the stereotype of black men have large dicks and you know they can hang with the best of them and you'll have the best night of your life with the black man all that kind of stuff and it 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 kind of it not i would i shouldn't say kind of it does it does hurt it hurts all of us you know because people women will have this high expectation of us uh right from the right from the the jump you know um the moment regardless of whether it's like sex or or you know being in the dating the dating phase or the courting phase you know if you're if you're anything less than what people think of you or think what you should be like uh it's it's like instantly a wrap mm-hmm. and it's 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 hard to navigate um you know it's hard trying to find someone that that doesn't see you as a stereotype for your looks or your you know your body parts or anything like that it's, I don't know. And again, I don't think a lot of people do it on purpose, but it is something that I have had to navigate personally throughout all my years of dating, you know, oh, you're black. Ooh, tell me more about your BBC, <laughs> you know? Like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's, yes, it's big. Like, what else do you need to know about it? Like, for the love of God, can we move past that? <laughs> yep. Um, Thanks for speaking more about that. Um, I think yeah that's a topic in itself um to move on to the next one this one i was specifically interested in not because i agree with it but because of how true it is oh my goodness and i'm going to speak from my own experience in terms of like culture um but the tweet respond how do you say it? the response to the tweet whatever uh, the, 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 in the, comment, thread, comment? the comment yes the comment in this thread was many people have sex with their cousins And oh my god, y'all. Like, unfortunately, this is true in the Hispanic community, specifically the Mexican community in, like, Mexico and even, like, Mexicans who have migrated here, who've been here. This is, like, such a common thing. Um, I have, like, family who have has experienced this, but a lot of people in Mexican culture, their first sexual experiences are with their cousins. I've heard this from family members. I've heard this from like my fellow Mexican friends. 
And I have one friend specifically who's half Japanese and half Mexican. And even she was talking about in both her Japanese culture and her family from Japan and in her Mexican side of the family, it has happened on both sides where like people's first sexual experiences are with their cousins, whether it's their first cousins or second cousins or third cousins. I'm Mexican. We don't do one, twos and threes. You're just family. You're just a cousin or like an aunt or an uncle. Um, But it's like really common. and it's so unspoken like you know but you don't talk about it it Mm. is like the dirty laundry and the skeletons in the closet that you never bring up when you're cutting the bread to figure out who's getting the baby jesus and that's gonna have to cook for everybody it's like a religious thing mexicans do or i'm assuming catholics do but i'm mexican so i'm gonna just say mexicans um but like it's so interesting because i'm thinking about the specific instances in my family history and i'm just like damn this couldn't be any more real and it kind of makes sense as gross as it sounds because if you have hella cousins your age and you grow up with all those cousins your age someone is gonna start becoming sexually curious and who are you gonna experiment with the people you're around all the time because you know who you date the people you are around all the time it's called the what is it the theory of proximity or some shit like that you date who you are constantly near. So I can see how this is super controversial because obviously it's not politically correct. And it's very true because it's a thing in Mexican culture. And I want to say this not so people can rag on Mexicans or further justify their own racist bullshit. So don't start ragging on Mexican culture because I'm sure this happens in American culture. I'm sure this happens in like Italian cultures. Or wherever else. I'm just speaking for the fact that I know this is a Mexican thing and a Japanese thing. Um, And not just because of my one Japanese reference. I have a bunch of friends who can back that up too. Um, DeAndre, your opinions. As soon as you brought that tweet up or that comment, I just scrolled by it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, a lot of that was uh, very enlightening. However, uh, you did say one thing uh, that... uh, Oh, yeah, you date the people that you're around, which it's like, yeah, I mean, how many guys try to date their friends? <laughs> you know, yeah. like it, it, it would only make sense that. uh, Oh, I, I don't I shouldn't even say it makes sense. I don't know. I guess a lot of cultures are different. Uh, I never really thought about the whole like cousin fucking thing. It's fucking crazy. However, um, I don't know how I don't know how I came across this subreddit, but there's like a whole subreddit dedicated to like incest. It's fucking crazy. It's one of the craziest subreddits I I think I've ever come across. Just like scrolling through it for like maybe like 15, 20 minutes, I would read stories about um oh my dad and his friend used me or something or me and my brother finally did it. And I was like, what is, what is this whole, this whole supper? Different thing. <laughs> That's like a whole different dynamic. Yeah. But and I'm just like, yeah, people really just be out here fucking their family members. It's crazy. Just having um, full on relationships and hookups and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? Out there? Yeah. So kind of going back to the last one we brought up. So the reason why, I I had brought up a relationship that I was in. In high school, I dated this guy who his cousin, we have the same cousins and we have the same aunt and uncle. However, I'm related to them through their dad's side of the family and he's related to them through their mom's side of the family and the, their parents' his siblings got together. no. The mom and the dad are married. We're related to the siblings of those parents. It's a weird triangle situation. But I thought he was my cousin. And man, oh man, was that a hard one to kind of unlearn and like a tough pill to swallow because you're kissing somebody and then they show up at a family party and you're like, are we family? And then you have to hear from all the adults in the room that you're not related in any single way. But ever since that one time, I was very hesitant on dating any Mexicans. Oh. Yep. Sheesh. So, a little too close for comfort. I 
don't agree with this thing that people have sex with their cousins. However, I do know that's a thing that happens. That's DeAndre, a, which one you got for us next? That's enlightening as fuck. Um, I see one that you posted here in the chat says he will cheat more because he knows you ain't leaving. <laughs> I I have never cheated on any of my partners. Uh, I don't know if you have. I don't. I won't judge you if you have or haven't. Uh, I yeah. nice. I know people that. Not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you would just gloss right over that. <laughs> But um, I mean, I know people that have you know actively cheated on their partners. I mean, uh, it's it. I I'm not a snitch or anything like that. Like you know, it's your business. I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna go. Oh, so and so did that or whatever. But um, but the but like yeah, if he if he cheats, he'll do it more because you know he ain't leaving. Um, I've I've seen so many stories of people staying in relationships you forgive him uh oh he didn't mean it he was he was drunk or he was this or he was that and i just feel so bad because you're the only thing that you and your partner have between each other more than anything is trust Mm -hmm. and i feel like if you go and do all this bullshit you sleep around or are you even emotionally cheating uh why why break the trust of your partner i i couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine doing that to any of my any of my partners that i've had previously i've never once done that ever and i couldn't imagine doing it currently or even in the future um I don't, I don't, I don't think I have that in me. I don't, I can't, I can't do that. Just even the thought of that, like, kind of makes me sick. Uh, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, if, if you know, if you know, she's not going to go anywhere, why do you have to change? Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not going to get that kick in the ass. And and the fact that uh, you've done it once, twice, three times, like that's already scummy enough. Yep. Yeah, I have cheated on somebody in high school, though, Um, not to make it any better, but I have not cheated on anybody since. Um, And that was really shitty because I hurt that I was very much in pain and very much like miserable. And I made everyone around me miserable in any way that I could, because why should other people be happy if you're not happy, right? Um, So I cheated and it really sucked for that person. And it sucked for me, too, because... I lived with, I still live with that, you know, but I've been cheated on by every single one of my boyfriends besides one. And the good old one is the one that set my standard. So I'm very grateful for him. But yeah, cheating fucking sucks. And my recent ex, he just had the one opportunity to cheat and I left and I never looked back. But unfortunately, the ones before him cheated multiple times. One of them cheated on me with 14 women and counting. So, and that's just because those are the 14 women that I know of. Uh, not the ones that have, well, I knew he cheated on me with 11 women and then more came out after we broke up. So again, 14 women and counting, that should be its own show. Um, but I stayed with him, you know, and I kept forgiving them. And I think, yeah, if a man cheats, not even if a man, if a person cheats on you and you forgive them, they're going to do it again. Like, I don't care who you are. You cheat once, there is going to be a second time. Mm-hmm. I think of J. Cole's, like, fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Um, I listened to the Wine and Crime podcast, and I was listening to, I think it's called, like, Holy Trinities, and they're talking about the number and the sequence of the number three. Um, but one of them talked about this idea of, like, if there's a first time, there's going to be a second, and if there's a second, there will always be more. And I think that's when it comes to cheating, that's that's valid. Um, and, you know, when it when it comes to cheating, I think specifically a lot of the times because the one above it is like men cheat rampantly, rampantly and shamelessly because women forgive them. I think that's probably true. And I also know it's it's vice versa. Like if women cheat on men, men don't know how to handle it. Like men's whole ego break. 
Oh, yeah. um, I mean, lose, regardless, lose a man's ego. That's game over. Yeah. Um, but don't be putting us through shit that y'all can't stand because we'll do it even better. And that's toxic toxicity 101. Um, <laughs> moving on to the next one. Wait, wait, real quick. Uh, I just scrolled by this. Uh, staying on the cheating thing. Just this guy's comment made me laugh. It said, or not laugh, but it was like kind of like oh that's kind of a good one uh it says no cheater has really changed they just got better at hiding Ooh, agree and disagree because i've only ever cheated the one time mm-hmm. um have i flirted with people while i was in relationships you damn right but it was only when i was in a really shitty place in my relationships not to make it any better but that's usually my telltale sign of like it's time for me to end the relationship um, but I've never been more tempted than like just accepting somebody else's attention. Um, and I guess that can be considered cheating, um, depending on how you look at it. But I also feel like people flirt in relationships all the time. Like you flirt with a coworker, you flirt with your classmate, you flirt with your colleagues in some way, shape or form. Um, as long as it's innocent, I think that's natural. Unfortunately, slash fortunately. But that kind of relates to this one that I'm bringing up. Learning to roleplay and express kinks. Uh, more importantly, to be open to your partner's kinks. Mm. I think this one needs to be talked about more. Because sex education is not being taught anymore in schools. There's all this controversy about like teaching sex ed, different types of sexual education. So not sticking to the heteronormative male-female sexual relations and learning and being more open to like other types of sexual encounters with different genders. Um, and this is such a blow to society because that means people are heavily relying on porn to learn about sex. And that is not real. Porn is the most unhealthiest way to learn how to have sex and people's sex lives are going to be forever ruined. If all they know is how to do sex because of the porn stars. Yeah. So when it comes to mm-hmm. role playing and expressing kinks, I think this is just so huge and important because it talks a lot to vulnerability, to openness, and to like exploring different aspects of your relationship. But like, not every relationship can survive off of love. And not to say that love doesn't exist. Eventually, the honeymoon phase ends. Eventually, problems kick in. Dry spells happen. And if you want to be with your partner for the rest of your life, or for however long you can be with them for... You're going to have to switch it up. And I don't just mean that in a sexual sense. I mean that in every sense. You shed who you were at the beginning of your relationship and you grow into new people. These new people have new needs. And the more you're able to talk about those needs and communicate and be open to them, the more your relationship will work. People go through growing pains. It's it's normal. Um, It just depends on how open you're willing to be about it. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, you got to grow, and that stuff it tough. sometimes it hurts. Um, but if you're willing to stick it out till the end, you know, hey, on the other side, you might you might be better people for it. And some people grow apart. You know, it it comes with age. Uh, sometimes you can love a person for who they are, but um, maybe who they are isn't who you who you want them to be if that makes mm-hmm. sense or you know it's it's they're they're they've become such different people later in life that it's like uh i don't know i'm not really feeling this anymore but mm-hmm. uh to touch on to kind of get back to what you were saying uh yes uh explore 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 the the kinky side the the sexual side especially if sex is going to be an important factor in your relationship you need to know if can your person keep up with you can they get down with your kinks can they are they down to role play are they down to to switch it switch it's fucking spontaneous you know whatever the case may be do they like a rough do they like a central do they like spit do they like being hit <laughs> choked <laughs> you know all that all that shit you know because because what what works for some might not work for the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that, just have that open dialogue, that open line of communication. Uh, I I don't know 
Oh no, that episode might not see the light of day yet, but I talked about it in an episode um, that may or may not come out ever. But <laughs> I talked, <laughs> I talked about, um, you know, I I like to get sex in the relationship uh, when I'm seeing someone. I like to get that out of the way early, which means I I you know I tell. I like to ask people, not like ask, but you know, if it comes up, it comes up, but I do like to have that open dialogue of, Hey, I, you know, I'm a little bit on the kinkier side. You know what I mean? I, I like to, you know, have sex in public or I like to do this or I like to do that. And, you know, it's to me, that awkward phase of sex Mm -hmm. gets out of the way early, which is kind of why I like doing it because quite frankly, sex is awkward the first time maybe in the first couple times it's awkward and mm-hmm. i don't like awkward moments so the c- sooner i can get that out the way the better for me honestly mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense but yeah uh what, what is this more open more importantly be open to your partners oh yeah your partner's kings also yes please for the love of god it's not it's not all about you it's not all about you. There's two people in this, or I mean, if you're a thruple or whatever people are in nowadays, you know, yeah, be your partner has needs also. And please be receptive, receptive, receptacle. Is that the right word? Receptive. Re- re- yes. Not re- yeah. <laughs> receptacle. That's like a, like a trash, trash can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please be reciprocal of your partner's needs and want. And if you can't meet them, then bounce please and speaking of bouncing uh this this next one oh my god i came across this uh a few minutes ago uh and it actually triggered a, a memory of some dating shows uh telling your partner you have options is not a flex my god uh, period if i were to ever be told i got options you just lost me. <laughs> yeah, go, ex- go not explore. Only am I not an option? I'm not going to give you the time of day to make me one. You got options, baby. You're third string quarterback. Bye. Ooh, shit. Third string. Yeah, uh, this this sort of triggered a, a, a memory. I uh, Not a memory. I was watching this. People, It's a pretty popular uh, dating show on YouTube called uh, The Button. I don't know if, if if you're familiar with it, but the button is a game show. Think think Tinder in real life, sort of. So there's there's two people. They sit across from each other at a table, and there's a there's a button in the middle. Hence the name, the button. And mm-hmm. the button has all this information about you that I'm sure you probably you know someone interviews you before you beforehand and like asks you random questions about yourself, all that kind of stuff. And the button. Uh, if you guys are having a conversation or if the conversation looks like it's dying, the button will blur out a, a prompt or, or, or like a question like, did you know that so-and-so likes to have their armpits tickled or something, something along those lines? And the button will light up red and someone mm-hmm. can press the button. And that's the equivalent of swiping left on them on Tinder. Swiping left on them means that they're out of here. That's a that's a mismatch. Um mm-hmm. So that's basically the that's basically the gist of the show. And there was one there was one couple or not couple, but there was a guy and a girl. They were having a great conversation. I mean, they were they were like cute together. They were laughing, joking around, having a good time. And when it got down uh, time to it, they get like one final chance. Uh, The button lights up red. They get one final chance to either someone hits the button and they move on to the next person or they can stay and then they get set up on another date after the fact. And I'm like, okay, cool. They made it to the end. The button lights up red. They're looking at each other and the girl hits the button and I was pissed. And I was like, Oh no. And, and, and you can ask, you can straight up ask like, why'd you hit the button? And the, and the girl, the girl says, I'm not, I like you and all, but I want to see my other options. And I felt so bad for the guy because they, they were hitting it off so great. On one hand, I can I guess I can kind of get it in the heat of the moment. You just sort of do it. But like at the same time, it's just you had it. You know, you're right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But 
So fast forward. So she's going through, she's going through some other guys. She's, she's, you know, hitting the button on everybody. And eventually I think it gets down to where it's like, there's no one, or she gets down to like one guy and he's like, they're, they're kind of okay. And he's like, it seems like you and other, you and homeboy were having a good conversation. And, and the button was like, would you be willing to go? Would you, would you mind telling homeboy to come back in here for a second chance? And and she was like, yeah, go, go. And she told the dude in the chair, like, hey, go get homeboy. Bring him back in here. So he comes back and he immediately hits that button. And it was like, I'm not a second chance or, or, or I'm not a second option. Like, you don't get a second chance with me. You had your chance. And he bounced her. I felt so happy for it. Yeah, that's a boss move. <laughs> oh, my God. That shit just figured. I was like, but yeah, like you're not first, you're last. Good mm-hmm. old Michael Scott. But like you were saying, yeah, don't. That's not that's not a flex. No. It's really it's it's scummy if anything. I like I joke about it with y'all. I think just like okay, my my roster of the people that I'm dating, right? Again, I'm dating. I'm not in a relationship. As soon as I'm dedicated and committed to somebody, that's my only person. Homie, if you think you got better, then you you go be with better because I know what tier I am. I might not be for everybody, but I'm for somebody. Mm -hmm. And with that, I also feel like this this response uh, to the tweet is relevant, but also I highly disagree with it. This one says, I strongly believe you can meet the right person at the wrong time. And it's okay when things don't work out for you both at the moment. However, when you both have grown in experience and maturity... It's okay if and when you find yourselves back together. Do I believe you can find yourself back to somebody? Yes. However, I don't believe right person, wrong time. I don't believe in wrong timing. For me, and this could be just me being very black and white in the way that I think, if it's not going to work out right now, I'm not holding the door open for you. I'm not saving you a spot at my table. I need to eat. I need to figure out who is going to be sitting at my table and waiting for somebody to be the right person at the right time, I'm going to be waiting forever. Like, I've had the experience where I dated somebody in middle school and we reconnected our senior year of high school. That was cool. That was nice. And then it ended really badly. And I'm very happy that that door remained shut. I did it again. Dated someone at 19, held his door open for years just to find out that I never felt the same way after like five years of us being broken up when we try to date again. I held that door open because in my mind, I was like, oh, it was just the wrong timing. It's just the wrong timing. No, it's just the right person at the right time. It's just not meant to be. It's just not going to work out. If it comes back around, then I might be open to it, but I'm not going to hold doors open for people. So I don't really believe in the right person the wrong time. I I don't feel very... uh, romanticizing those ideas anymore that's i could see that uh it's funny you mentioned you mentioned that one uh because the other day me and me and my girlfriend were hanging out and she asked me uh is there any any ex that if they came back into your life would you would you drop me and get back with them and i flat out i said no and she was like she's like really like it's like yeah because because kind of like how you said um if it didn't work then what what broke us up before this is how i said it what broke us up before is still gonna be present Mm -hmm. you know it's i know why we broke up and Mm -hmm. if we get back together it's still gonna it's not it hasn't gone anywhere we'd be right back at where we left off and where we left off wasn't a good place so Mm -hmm. why would i subject myself to that again Yep. But uh the right person wrong time thing, I uh, I I don't know necessarily if I believe in that too. Uh I I do kind of believe in the you meet you meet the right person in the weirdest of times and the weirdest of places. Oh, yeah. I I definitely believe in that, but wrong time, uh I can kind of see it though because oh, sometimes people are going through the working on themselves phase of their personal life or uh you know maybe they're just not ready to commit like like how you you were swindled into saying yes to to 
your guy one time like it i don't know the, i can kind of i can see it both ways i would i shouldn't say i wouldn't say i'm a big purveyor of right person wrong time but it in my opinion it kind of happens i guess uh let's see let's see oh uh so my next one and i think we've got time for maybe one more after this uh this is this is gonna be a doozy uh it says y'all's quote-unquote standards be heavily influenced by social media and society which couldn't be more true Oh my God, everybody, everybody, everybody loves social media. We love the idea of social media. We love being on social media. We love talking about it. We love looking at other people's pictures and videos and tweets and TikToks and Snapchats and everything under the sun. Everything is right there available for us on social media. And it's a blessing. It's become a blessing and a curse. I would Mm -hmm. probably say more so a curse because it has gotten people this romanticized version of what a relationship is and what a relationship should be. And no one really has a mind of their own when it comes to things like that. They think a relationship is supposed to be what you see on social media, the, the glitz, the glamor, all the good times, the holding hands, the nice dinners, the dates, the traveling, the whatever. And sure, I, it can be that, but Think of it's like a it's like a movie, you know. You they only see what you want them to see. So think about all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, the stuff you don't get to it's see. That's why I have a twisted sense of love because I love rom coms. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of actual work that goes into relationships, and a lot of people, I sad to say, are too immature to realize that and. They're not, they're just not ready to take on that, uh, they're not ready to take on that task. Too busy with their heads in the clouds, unfortunately. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think there's this big, um, capitalist idea of love. Yes, I'm throwing the big C word out there. That you need to bring your girlfriend flowers and bake her things and take her to France and buy her a new Audi and like do x y and z things or for a man like you know what i mean i just think there are so many ways to express love and to show how much you love somebody that is not gonna break your ego or break your bank or you know break people's opinions and i've seen something along the lines of this thread saying like people in the relationship should dictate their relationships not social media And I think that's so accurate with what you're bringing up because it's like it's influencing the relationship. You know what I mean? Like you're letting likes and, you know, the lack thereof or the comments, the lack thereof. And if things are trending, dictate the standards you want for your uh, experience in a relationship. And it just makes it so meaningless. Um, I have a lot more fun and feel a lot more loved when someone makes me a cup of noodle rather than taking me to a steakhouse or mm-hmm. you know the first thing they do when they wake up is make me a cup of coffee rather than breakfast in bed um or taking me out to breakfast um you know having toothpaste on my toothbrush already instead of buying me a bouquet of flowers you know like there's all these different ways of showing love and those are not talked about enough all right, last yeah. one. Yeah, we got we got one more. Take us home, Yesenia. Right. I'm actually gonna switch it up um, because I think I had asked my Instagram followers for unpopular opinions. I won't say who for confidentiality reasons, but this one I thought was a really good one. Um, you can type it in the chat to me, see if I know. No, you don't. Oh, okay. um, awesome. It says you sh- uh, being. Uh, telling people your previous relationships and how significant they are to you. Basically meaning like you should be telling your partner who you dated in the past and how much they meant to you. And I think with this one, I both agree and disagree with it. It's kind of hard because with my previous relationship, 
I think if I would have known the bitches he was texting all the damn time were his exes, I would have been dipped. And I would have been like, you clearly mean, they mean more to you than what you're leading it to be if you're with them or like talking to them every day or falling asleep on FaceTime with them every night. Because if he wasn't on FaceTime with me at night, he was on FaceTime with one of them. So I would have been like out. I wouldn't have pursued that relationship. But even with like homeboy yesterday, he was talking to me about a sexual experience he was having. And not that I minded it, it brought me insight to uh, more information that I needed to know about him, but, like, I didn't care to know the dirty details, and I told him that. I was like, we don't have to talk about those things, and it could be because him and I aren't boyfriend and girlfriend. We're not in a relationship relationship type of thing. Um, We are what we are, but I just feel like sometimes... I do want to know because I want to know what I'm getting myself into. And then there's just some times where I don't need to know. But I think if I'm feeling secure in my relationship and I trust that person, I don't give a flying fuck. If I feel insecure and feel like somebody's cheating on me or someone's being sneaky, then I do care. Fuck. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like talking about someone's history is also very important. You know, are they still hung up on their ex or a past lover? Because uh, I, it took me, it took me a good while to get over my last girlfriend. Um, I, I would say to the, even to the point where like my girlfriend now, if we had met maybe like six, seven months ago, I still probably would have been going through, you know, some, some personal battles with my last relationship that I haven't resolved and I don't think it would have been fair to her or me even to try to rush into something else. Um, and I think that's also another thing is, you know, people try to rush into relationships to try to get rid of the stink or the stench of their last relationship. And I think that's the wrong. That's like that's definitely the wrong approach. You know, you should definitely mm-hmm. be taking your time to, you know, make sure you're OK. You yourself are OK mentally and physically and to make sure you're actually ready for a relationship not just i need to get over this person so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go get into a, a relationship as quick as i can to wash myself of that and, and and then that's when you start calling them and texting them and i want you back and all this other stuff this isn't what i want i'm with this person now but she's not you <laughs> but yeah i think there there definitely takes a level of maturity there to even have that that sort of talk of these are my exes they all are dead to me now uh mm-hmm. and i and i think we i don't know if we've necessarily had that talk yet me and my girlfriend i don't know if we've had that talk yet uh but the topic of previous relationships has come up and we have talked about them i think for the most part i know about most if not all her exes and from what she says, they don't sound like upstanding gentlemen. So, uh, <laughs> so I think uh, the bar was set pretty low, and I've pole vault, Olympic pole vaulted right over them, motherfuckers. I think you could have just did a little shimmy, shimmy, and probably even hopped over. That. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> could a little. You could have did a little crip walk, and it would have been fine. <laughs> Ooh, or sea walking. <laughs> but yeah, the, like. Uh, it just takes a very adult. Sometimes you just have to have that talk, an adult talk with your partner, whether it's about your past uh, relationships or if it's, um, you know, your future together, kind of like how you were saying, like, what are, what are we? What are we defined as? Yeah. Um, you know, you just want to be on the same page with your partner pretty much every step of the way from dating to being in a relationship. And even while you're in the relationship, because my, my girlfriend will also every uh when we had like our one month and two month like quote-unquote anniversary or whatever she would ask me all right we're at one month uh are we good and she yeah. would do that at two months like are we still good and i'm like yeah you know if um uh, if anything ever arises you know we talk about it try to come to an understanding or a reasoning but nothing has come up so far thankfully so but yeah you know I think it's also important to check in with your partner every now and again, just to. Oh, for sure. Yes. Making sure you're still on the same page, what's going well, what can be improved. Mm-hmm. I think that's healthy as fuck. Just being able to like check in and being like, you still want to do this? Yeah, let's do it. 
I'm going to be on my wedding day. And right before I say I do, I'm going to be like, you sure you want to do this still? Like, you could still, like, say I don't and, like, leave. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to end up, like, a uh, panic at the disco. I chime in with the hell you think I'm That's in a goddamn door now. <laughs> and uh, speaking of closing doors, we're closing the door on this chapter, on this episode of Soft Boiled. Uh, no opinions were harmed in the creation of this podcast we are mature adults here we are just talking a talk we respect other people's opinions and other people's truths they just may or may not work for us and that's all good and gravy because at the end of the day those people will find people who love them for who they are and we will find people who love us for who we are not well deandre that. found someone who loves him for who he is so I'm coming for smoke. I don't give a fuck. I, I want some of y'all to be offended. Some of you need to be offended. I swear to God. <laughs> but, Fine. Uh, <laughs> get offended. And while you get offended, thank you for listening on this week's episode of Soft Boiled with your hostess, with the mostest, Yesenia, myself, and then DeAndre himself. Coming for that smoke. <laughs> <laughs>